everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, the pandemic has has affected us all in very strange ways. Um, and is there a pandemic? <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> and one thing noticed. that has happened to uh, other people uh, yes. during this uh, pandemic is an increase in faith. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. We're going to talk about a survey that came out and talk about like faith as uh, as a thing that happens when we're messed up. Yes, <laughs> and something that hopefully happens to other people. Yeah, not to us. Oh, the we, day the day that I find faith, Dan. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's the day we get rich, you and I. <laughs> if we can find faith. <laughs> Turn the just, podcast into... That book deal comes, it just falls out of the sky. Thank the God second. I'm not an atheist. Right, yeah. The Boom. podcast. Boom. We're suddenly, we're suddenly so much wealthier than With we are Frank now. Frank and Dan. We're pastors. Wealthier. We got... That's a funny phrase. <laughs> um, yeah. well, all right. We'll, we'll be thousandaires. <laughs> all right, Dan. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Something that happened this week. Let's see. Let me pick one. <laughs> yeah, just find a thing. I'll find yeah, a thing. Just throw something out there. Okay, Dan. Dan. Yeah. This, is a, this one's actually a couple weeks old. Uh, at least the news of it is. And I failed to bring it up last week. I knew about it. And Failure. I don't know why I skipped it, um, but it's it's kind of funny to me um, because this is this is not widely known uh, in in Salt Lake City, but mm. we have a new Mormon temple in the city. What did you know this in in Salt Lake City? In Utah? Salt Lake City proper, we um, as of uh, the first probably about the second week of of January. Um, the, uh, the top brass of the LDS church, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they, um, dedicated the eighth floor <laughs> of the Joseph Smith Memorial building oh. downtown as a temple. Wow. Because you know, the, the, the big one, the iconic Salt Lake city temple, right? Right. Um, is, is that, under, it, uh, earthquake you know, um, proofing structural, pr you know, whatever they're doing to it. Yeah. They're, they're, um, they're refurbishing and, and they're taking the advantage of that time while they're, they're, they're doing the, the isolation thing. Right. What I actually found out the, 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 the seismic. Oh yeah. Uh, horizontal isolation, whatever thing. They're the, literally digging they're jacking everything. Up the temple. Yeah. Yeah. They're digging out everything underneath it and like putting under putting, I think, I think they're just putting it on springs or mattresses or something. <laughs> well, it's this floating system and the city hall has it and the state capitol has it now. Um, it's just seismic retro fitting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so that historic buildings don't just come crashing down. Uh, but apparent, but the temple work must continue because otherwise, what would the, all the people waiting in heaven for their work well, get do? Get this, Dan. <laughs> it's not for the general Mormon public. Oh, it's of course It's only not. for the top senior officials of the LDS Church um, who had their own little private space. Oh yeah, where they don't have to mix. Oh with, yeah, with the 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 the, the plebs, with, um, yeah, with 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 the the unwashed masses. Oh my God, um, yeah. So they have like their own special part of the temple, and that they obviously can't use right now. So um, they spent two million dollars, which which is chump change in Mormon terms. Total chump change. But can you fucking believe it? They spent two million dollars. For a temporary temple retrofit, yeah, uh, in an in an office building, one of their office buildings downtown. That's so funny. Lest anyone be worried, in the Salt Lake Valley and the very near surrounding areas, there are <laughs> five or six other temples. Oh my god! Which which Easy. is amazing because, like you know, if you're if you're in Europe, then maybe your country has one temple, but maybe they don't. If you're in the rest of this country, hope maybe your state has one. 
probably right. not. Right. Yeah. But the Salt Lake Valley has like uh, five or six. Yeah, with like two under construction right now. Yeah, the temples, for non-Mormons, for people who've never been Mormons, uh, the temple is not like where you go to church. It's this other extra holy place where you go and do very weird ceremonies that are yeah. mostly boring and sometimes uh, really creepy. Yeah, and this article um, that I have from the Salt Lake Tribune uh, mentioned some of the, the weird, creepy stuff that they need to be able to do as leaders of the church. Oh. Um, apparently... They hold a regular um, sacrament type ritual, right? Which is just like the bread, the Eucharist, right? The bread yeah, and water. The only Mormons. it's the Mormon version, so it's it couldn't be like wine and interesting crackers. It's bread and water. Yeah, I bet they. I bet they go over to walk over across the street to Harmon's. Oh, they and, get the good uh, bread and get like some nice crusty bread. Mm. Um, <laughs> Or actually, more likely, they just get the rolls from the Lion House. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is Mormon deep cuts right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they they do that on the regular. It's not just a Sunday thing for them, right? Because they got it. They got to keep. They got to keep that that Jesus energy high, right? Jesus, yeah. For you got to your, you keep your Jesus flowing. <laughs> what better way than with bread and water? Oh my uh, God. And then they uh, apparently. Uh, as part of this whole ritual thing, they do a prayer circle, uh, which if, if Dan, you, you never got to do this cause you never went and, and got your endowment. Yeah, I, feel, I feel so deprived. It's so well, sad. You, yeah, you should, because it's very, very, very <laughs> special. Um, it's typically done during an endowment ceremony, which is like the mm. big special thing they do in the, in the temple. Right. Right. Um, and you you are you were dressed in your temp, special temple clothes when you do it, so you have your like weird baker's hat on, uh -huh. um, a funky little green apron, and the rest of it's all white and robey. Yeah. And you look like a villain from a very bizarre cartoon. <laughs> you really do. Um, and uh, and the the way this the, you do the circle, if I remember right, you like you the person next to you, you like do this little handshakey thing. Uh -huh. And then you put your your uh, your, your other right foot in. You put your right <laughs> no foot seriously, <laughs> right? Um, but you put like your left arm, or you put your other arm on the person's shoulder or something. I can't remember how it all. You got to hold one arm to really the square. They're really into holding an yeah, arm, to, one the arm square. to the square with your elbow on the shoulder of the person next to you, um, and it's apparently, according to the church's own website. It's an ancient and universal symbol of perfection, <laughs> which I did not know. Um, it's just it's just Masonic rituals. They, yeah. Joseph Smith was a Mason, and he just ripped off Masonic rit Absolutely. rituals. Um, and then uh, the Tribune pressed the church, the the, the spokesperson, um, on whether or not because they they asked a very important question, which I wouldn't have thought of. Uh, which is, so you just dedicated this special temple for the higher brass to do these things in. Um, are they social distancing and wearing masks? Love it. And they refuse to answer the question. Of course they refuse to answer. Because you know they're not. Totally not. Oh no. my God. Because they're like no. putting on this big show for the public that they're all masked and safe and they're doing all this social distancing at church and like the wards aren't all going every week together, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then the high, the, 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 the higher ups are Listen, just flaunting it. They're old when men. You're, when you're important... Uh, those kinds of rules don't apply. <laughs> I love it. When you when you're wealthy and uh, and important, you don't have to worry about that kind of shit. Right. All right. Well, I'm, I'll keep us in the region oh. uh, for my story. It's not good. This is bad. Uh, oh, okay. Everybody who was rejoicing that. Uh, the Democrats narrowly took the Senate and still have the House by a you know by a hair's breadth and and you know now we got Joe in as president. Do not forget that there are still states and those states have local government have their own governments have state governments and whatever, <laughs> and uh, and those guys are 
bullshit. And uh, I'll talk about two of two examples of that. Now we've talked about Project Blitz before, and the fact that you know one of the reasons that it was so important for all of for you know to get conservative like crazy conservative judges into into the federal courts and onto the the Supreme Court was because they wanted to pass abortion laws and overturn Roe versus Wade uh, and get an abortion ban going. Well, the way that they have to do that is to pass abortion laws at the state level that then have to be have to be uh, taken to the uh, the Supreme Court right. uh, when when someone inevitably challenges them. Right the constitutionality of them. Well, here's the story of two such abortion laws. One in the state of Arizona, our neighboring state where they are literate, where representative Walter Blackman um, and nine of his GOP compatriots uh, have decided that they're going to, they're, they're fronting house bill 2650, which uh, would, if it passed may charge any doctor willing to, perform an abortion with homicide that's right homicide so um that's that's where they're at in arizona even though this is illegal and decidedly so and it has been decided for like decades it's a legal procedure no now they're gonna they're gonna do that um but lest we get too snooty about any about our neighbors to the south here in utah uh utahns could be treated to a fun little uh new bill or yeah steve christiansen which that's if that name sends shivers down your spine just it should because that that name is a is too mormon to for anything good to be coming out of it (laughs) i think spencer Uh, christiansen would probably be more okay slightly more mormon anyway uh this is this guy is a he is a turd and a half. Anyway, uh, he has put forward a new uh, a new bill that would say that women would have in, in women seeking an abortion, people seeking an abortion would need to watch a video created by the Utah Health Department that would uh, that would show uh, ultrasounds of a fetus throughout the development and then visuals of what an abortion does to an to a fetus oh my god um and he's he's playing it this way this is delightful his quote in uh the utah paper the deseret news is just a peach which is uh he's talking he's mystified frankly that anyone would have any problem with this he says (laughs) abortion in my opinion is probably the only significant medical procedure where some groups, for whatever reason, believe that appropriate informed consent is burdensome. What? Uh, to be clear, we're not talking about informed consent. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go on with his, with his quote, and then, and then we'll address it. Uh, quite honestly, we go to great lengths with regard to other medical procedures to make sure that those who are about to participate in the procedure know exactly what's going to happen, what the likely risks are, and so forth. Uh, I honestly don't understand why there is pushback on informed consent when it comes to abortion, which he knows he's being so disingenuous here. He knows, he knows, because I'm sure he's had to have plenty of colonoscopies. Uh, and they still haven't gotten it out, whatever it is that's rammed up there. But well, they should make nope. him watch a video. You don't about make colonoscopy, right? Right. If you're is, getting is that, what he's saying, <laughs> right? They they need to make him watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If if he ever has to get, you know, here's a video any kind we'd of like procedure. you to watch about open heart surgery. Yeah, you have to watch a whole procedure. So because you can't know about it. If you haven't watched a video about it, <laughs> it's uh, obviously. Oh, anyway, what a there you go. Uh, women may have to may may get to be. And here's the thing: basically, all of the, uh, the law would say that the woman has to declare that they've watched that video. Right. Um, feel free, ladies, to lie <laughs> on that front because that's some bullshit. Oh God! All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. Uh, this last 
uh, what would it have been? Wednesday was Holocaust Memorial Day. Oh, I did not know that it came and uh, went. You tonight, didn't celebrate. Sadly, uh, I, you, you, I, didn't, I didn't. you didn't observe no. Holocaust Memorial Day. No. Um, however, um, this story is about um, a group of uh, um, Jewish uh, community leaders in the uh, UK. Okay. Who decided that they were going to shift the focus of this year's memorial um, to the uh, ongoing um, now declared genocide of the Uyghurs in China. Oh, um, okay. Because our government, you know, Pompeo or whatever his name was, on his way out, did decl- he declared... Um, he was the former right. U.S. Secretary of State, for those of you who don't know, Mike Pompeo. Um, he was uh, with the Trump administration. And on his way out the door, he declared um, the that China was was committing genocide. Um, right. He pulled the, the pin on a grenade and threw it back behind him as he left. And the incoming which, which, Secretary by the way, of State, by the way, uh, yeah. has confirmed and is yeah. on board with that definition. It's 100% that. Yeah. Uh, Pompeo should have said it. With, I mean, the Trump administration should have uh, acknowledged it years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. But, okay. Yep. They just wanted to make a mess for the next guy. Yeah. Which, it is a mess, but, you know, they were going to declare it that anyway. Right. Um, and, uh, but the, the, the Jewish community in the UK is putting pressure on uh, the British government to um, go along with that definition and to start to uh, uh, take whatever action, I guess, is possible. I don't I mean it's China, for Christ's sake. Well, you can um, do you, I, you can do sanctions. There are things you, you can, can do. Yeah. Um, and uh, but anyway, they I think that's um, amazing. It, th- no, this is this is wonderful that they're taking this stance. They said in a uh, in a letter to the prime minister, they said, as a community, we are always extremely hesitant to consider uh, comparisons with the Holocaust. Um, however, there were similarities between what is reported. Uh, this is no longer sort of perfect. This is the paraphrase. Uh, but they're saying that there were similarities between what is reported to be happening in China and what has happened um, in or what happened in Nazi Germany in the 1930s yeah. and 40s. Um, they're of course ur- urging Boris Johnson to take action, um, saying that the Uyghurs human rights were shaping up to be the most serious outrage of our time. Uh, and for those of you, we started talking about this, I don't know how long years ago, years ago at this point. Um, and, uh, but for those of you who, who may not know, uh, what's going on, uh, the, the Uyghurs are a, um, Muslim minority group in uh in western china western china in the xinjiang region um and they have been about a million of them um, more than a million have been sent to these re-education camps where things like uh where was the list of atrocities in this article (laughs) i Um, love a good list of atrocities yeah um where um they uh, face starvation, torture, murder, sexual violence, slave labor. And here's the kicker. This is what caught my a- attention initially. Uh, forced organ extraction. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yes, in China, you know, euphemistically calls them re-education camps. Yeah, they're um, training centers so that you can learn a new job. Right. Isn't that nice? They're just teaching them how to do another job. Yeah. They're so also they're employable. Former detainees, uh, people who've made it out and to the West, um, have claimed uh, that women are uh, have been forcibly sterilized as well. There, mm. the Chinese government is essentially also very much trying to not well. They're trying to wipe the Uyghur culture off the map. Yeah, um, they're just trying to make Uyghurs not exist anymore. Well. And if that's what it's going to take, then that's what they will do. Um, so, yeah, it's there have well, been I like think... really horrifying things. I mean, this list is horrifying, but the, yeah. the, when you when you hear the details, when you hear the stories that are coming out of of China, it's really really awful. And this, I love that that 
the Jewish community decided to do this. Um, yeah, there, I there's think a that's moral really authority. powerful. There's a hit, there, 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 there's, there's some, it is unbelievably powerful for them to, to, to take the opportunity um, and shine the light to yeah. another group um, uh, that's facing extermination. And it's, yeah. the, I don't know what the West is going to do and how we're going to do it, but something <laughs> it has to be yeah, done. Like something does have to be done. I China is rough. Yeah, it's it's messed up. Yeah. It is messed up. Well, uh on that note, I'm going to take us back uh stateside to here where a new poll has come out, a new study has come out. You love a good study, a good poll. Oh, yes. Um and this is a study from Lifeway Research, which is a, a Christian uh, research org organization. Yeah. Uh, they asked their pastors a really interesting question. This is a, a, a study of pastors. Oh, okay. And they asked people, uh, I think, is it just pastors? I guess it's just pastors, no priests. Um, they said, quote, uh, they, 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 uh, they asked them to agree or disagree with the following statement which I have to move closer to my screen because it's in tiny, tiny, tiny print. Uh, it says, I frequently hear members of my congregation repeating conspiracy theories they have heard about why something is happening in our country. Hmm. Now, so that's I frequently hear. Yeah. 49% uh, agreed with that statement. Which wow. is Which means that it... This isn't a Facebook slash parlor problem. This is a everybody's repeating it in church problem. I I would say that it's not only a Facebook not, or right, parlor yeah. problem. Oh, obviously, yes. A hundred percent true. <laughs> like, I know you I know you really like Facebook, Dan, but Oh no, I, I it's poison, believe me, I get it. <laughs> it's just mine isn't. But you're right. But yeah, I mean, I look at the, it's very, it's fascinating. So literally half of these pastors agree with that statement. What wow. this doesn't take into account is that the other half may just be saying, no, I don't hear conspiracy theories because they don't recognize those as conspiracy theories. They rec they think that they're the truth. We got Pastor Greg Locks out there <laughs> thinking that it's actually the truth and that what you're hearing from CNN is a conspiracy theory or what you're hearing from NPR right. is a conspiracy they need theory. To specifically ask, do you hear your you know parishioners right. talking about QAnon? Right. Do you about, hear them talking about this? Do you hear them talking about that? Right, specific things. Right. They, if they, they phrase it as conspiracy that. theories, they... <laughs> no, man, We all we talk about is the goddamn truth. And I'll tell you what, uh, that truth is that the Hollywood elites are uh, trafficking in children... and killing babies. ...to eat their adrenochrome. So, But no conspiracy theories, no. <laughs> um... Yeah, so it is. It does break down interestingly. White pastors are more likely to agree with that statement than black pastors. Huh, okay. uh, black pastors yeah. were, only came in at 36%. Huh. Uh, male pastors are more likely than female pastors by a significant margin. Really? And I think that's fascinating. Probably a more liberal congregation, right, that has a female pastor. Right. That's a good point. That's hmm. a good point. Uh, also, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe people are more willing to share their nutball theories with a man than with a woman. Maybe, maybe they're like, uh, probably shouldn't tell I don't her. know. There's some real nut job women in the whole there are. That's thing. That's true. So, Hey, pastor Karen, guess what I just heard? <laughs> She's like, oh, I beat you to it. I love that one. I'm one told you I that. I followed the bed comes all the way. Breadcrumbs. Um, breadcrumbs okay right. I, I'm I said sure breadcrumbs I did say breadcrumbs <laughs> and so I, that's why I said breadcrumbs right yeah whatever alright uh, Dan yeah well speaking of crazy pastors oh, with I crazy love a good crazy congregations and crazy theories uh, Tony Spell oh. we know that name right the Life I, Tabernacle Church down in uh, Louisiana I hadn't heard that name before a pandemic hit. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, anyway, he has been 
top crazy preacher number one uh, in defiance of state orders to not have like giant church services, right? Right. Uh, and he's actually being held accountable uh, for these. Charges have been pressed for violating, you know, anti congregation orders, congregating orders, and all that kind of stuff. Huh. Um, he's facing like, it's a six criminal counts. So his case went before um, a district judge asking okay. for these six criminal counts that are, you know, being charged against him um, right. to be dismissed. And the judge <laughs> denied the motion. Right, because, um, because you're a criminal, right? And we don't just dismiss criminal charges. Um, he basically the the judge said because they were saying you know that the, con the constitutionality of the state order um, was you know a, a, just a complete violation. The constitutionality was in question, and this, that, and the other. And the judge is like, no, actually, um, the state's order has already been decided. The the, the, the courts have ruled that it applies to equally to churches, restaurants, stores, right. and other public spaces. So, right. you know, you nope, you, you broke the law, sir. Um, but here's the funny part about this whole thing, which is um, he, uh, let's see. So he's, so upon hearing the judge's decision, he said, um, you just ruled against God. <laughs> um, and the article yeah. says spell said outside the 19th judicial district court get ready for the judgment of God and it was interesting and this, this is important he was outside because he couldn't be inside the court at the time because he was refused to wear a mask <laughs> <laughs> he was joined by dozens of supporters oh, you who were idiot. also not wearing masks right they of were course. waving their their american flags and all wearing t-shirts in support of free breathing what is the what i i i have look i have been looking at this thing since this pandemic really hit us and <laughs> i still don't get their argument i don't know what is the argument is it I, that it's a hoax is it that masks are like somehow oppressive because it's really not like you really can't make that argument i know i because if it was just one thing like right like if they were like okay yeah we're having our church services but we're gonna like wear masks and da -di -da -di -da -di -da, right we're gonna be safe we're gonna have a hand washing station whatever right yeah like and 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 they were then in defiance of the rules because they 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 feel like they have the right to congregate you know, in God's name or whatever, I'd be like, well, okay, they're, they're deranged, but at least they're, you know, they're making some sense on some level, right? They believe that this is something that they have to do. It's but worth, they are it's, at least, it's he, worth risking it's your life worth for risking it. Right. But instead there's this denialism. They refuse yeah. to wear masks. They refuse. To I don't do think they know decent. what their argument is. And it's just, they 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 love to argue that it's a the first amendment issue which it's not it's, the courts are just like no it's not right and it's like they, they're just i i honestly don't think that they could articulate an argument if they needed to i, I think, might be strawmanning them here yeah. but i don't get it i've tried yeah. i tried to figure out what your argument is against masks i think it's happened, literally just trying to prevent the spread of a virus i know i, know. I think what happened is they started down this road before they thought it all through. Right. And now they have no choice. And now they, they're stuck They're with just it. stuck. They have, he, Either they have they to have admit to that they were going. wrong. Yeah, which they're a group of, of super stupid conservative Christians, right? Evangelical Admitting them that they're shits. wrong about something. Yeah, just yeah, not no going to happen. Not going to. No way. Is that going to They're happen? just locked in. All right. Well, I'm going to close us out with some uh, with some actually some decent news, I guess. Uh, decent which news. Which is, I it, I like this story. I think it's heartwarming. There, uh, look, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, a, a, a little over a week ago, 
it was our president was still Donald Trump. And he was an awful, awful evil man and uh, is still an evil man, but he was a terrible president. Anyway, one of the things that he did was uh, try to deport pretty much everybody that he could find that had brown skin and give carte blanche to uh, the agency known as ICE Mm. here in these United States to just harass and harangue and make life horrible for a bunch of people that uh, secretly our our economy depends upon. Uh, So a bunch of people here in these United States, in order to avoid being deported, have sought sanctuary in churches like this is, you know, 16th century France. (laughs) Um, And that has been the case for a bunch of people, including Jose Chicas, who has lived in the United States, raised children here for 35 years. Wow, yeah. If you've been in this country for 35 years, fuck it, you're an American. Like, come on, what are we even talking about at this point? This is a 55-year-old man who has been here for 35 years. (laughs) It's insane. So he has been literally in uh, living and never leaving a little a little a house next to a church that's technically part of the St. John's Missionary Baptist Church in in Durham in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just been hiding there for three and more than three years, like three My and a half God. years. My God. So if you think that you've been locked up uh, during this pandemic, <laughs> this pandemic has has been nothing for him. Because that's where he's been just having to chill to well, avoid getting right. uh, deported out of this country and away from his family. Oh, my God. Well, since uh, the Biden administration has taken over, uh, a memo has gone out. You know, the, the Department of Homeland Security has put out a memo uh, outlining a 100-day pause on deportations. Um, oh. With uh, with the exception of those who uh, who are suspected of terrorism or, or espionage. Sure, okay. Uh, or some, pose some other kind of danger, you know. Right. Uh, so, you know, violent people, that doesn't count. But a guy like this might be able to fucking leave the church. Like, walk out of the building is what I'm saying. I'm not saying stop believing. I'm saying actually leave <laughs> the church for the first time in three and a half years. My God. Isn't that crazy? I just... The... Yeah. I, I my heart goes out to him. I just don't. I I can't and believe that that's still a thing. I know. See, like seeking. I mean, if there's one thing, at least this is a case of a Christian church using its insane amount of privilege in our society. Yeah. For a nice thing. Yeah, because like there's there's they're not like using some legal like no. thing. This isn't like some you know law state law or federal law that's like oh you have to respect a house of worship and you can't you know no. well you you got us right oh you got yeah. inside of a church you know it's, so yeah, we can't do that. it we can't arrest you there's nothing it, like that yeah this is the, the, literally this is not the 16th century france this right? is just this, this is, is the, just the, 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 does the government want to <laughs> want the pr nightmare of raiding a church and pulling a guy out of it and I'm so surprised. far they haven't. I'm surprised it's, that they that they were fine with that. I'm surprised, I'm surprised too. I will say it. this: ICE has been horrific in the past, especially in the past four years. They are a rogue agency. They are awful, awful, awful. Yeah. So they have done stuff like like tell people, look, we're actually we we've actually got uh you know a hearing for you. Come to the come into the office. You'll be safe. And then they bait them into leaving the sanctuary to come to their offices and then quickly arrest and deport them. Like that, that's who ICE is. The yeah. immigration control. What are they? I don't even know what it stands for. Immigration, immigration and, and customs enforcement. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. They're, they are literally just a, a brute squad. So anyway, I feel like that's a good that's a good story. That's a nice uh, that's a nice thing. Hopefully, yeah. uh, 
hopefully we'll be will we this might turn into a country that actually like doesn't have human rights violations at least not on the scale that uh that we should be that other countries should be sanctioning us right so that's nice <laughs> it is it's well, so nice there you go it's if, just heartwarming if you guys, in fact if yeah if you guys feel heartwarmed about that please feel free to write into us about it uh podcast at thank god i'm atheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is 424-666-8442 stick around there's more show coming up Hey Dan, yay! Um, we we're gonna pl- we're we're going back to this Hank Kuhneman fellow. We played him last week, oh. and he's just such a nice guy. Here's the thing: and the reason we played him last week here's here's why we're following this guy is that he prophesied, yeah, that Donald Trump would get his uh his second term would was definitely going to win the election in a landslide all of that all that nonsense and uh and it has just been nothing but delightful schadenfreude ever since right uh and he has he has more to say about the subject now so uh so yeah let's let's listen to what that says what that is god hates six things are you ready he hates seven are an abomination number one a proud look Number two, a lying tongue. Number three, come on, abortion or hands that shed innocent blood. Yet you thought it was okay to vote for him. And a heart that devises wicked imaginations, and yet you voted for them. It's obvious they're wicked imaginations on how they want to destroy this country. Feet that are swift in running to mischief. It's amazing how quickly they signed their executive orders. That's called feet that run quickly to mischief. And then all the lies that happen and false witness that we've had to put up with since 2016 on the news. But notice something. God hates what? He he didn't say he hates discord. He hates he. He. He hates you that are being a troll. He hates you that are attacking your Christian brothers and sisters. Yeah, but they're false. They're wrong. Excuse me. How do you know? Because it hasn't come to pass. How do you know that it hasn't come to pass? First of all, the president was reelected. Let's get that clear. Second of all, he was given a second term based on reelection. Well, he's not serving it now because it was stolen by thieves. I'm pretty sure he was pointing directly at us, Frank. <laughs> I know. He was, you! I felt are, I felt singled out. I did when we were trolling him. You know. know how we were just the, trolling the him, trolls. by accusing his prophecy of oh being somehow in some crazy spin of of thought well, incorrect. Not, I mean, it's it is amazing because like he, they have to they have to believe the big lie. Yeah, they have to because as, and and he. Ha- he gets to be a prophet as long as his his congregants believe the big lie so he's always going to promote it because otherwise trump wasn't reelected right right which it's brilliant uh, it's is, terrifying like, but it's yeah. brilliant yeah and i just i do love uh, just the the concept is <laughs> if if you call me a false prophet just because I got it wrong, God hates you. <laughs> and that's delightful. So wonderful. Ooh. Well done, Hank. We appreciate it. Yeah. He's, um, he's a peach. We, yeah, we had some folks write into us. Uh, let me uh, pull that up. John wrote into us and said, Dear Frank and Dan, 
Thanks for the most recent episode on the Biden inauguration and just wanted to share a few thoughts of my own. The Battle Hymn of the Republic, we talked about that, Frank, you'll recall, Oh yeah, uh, is an abolitionist song, uh, but is overburdened with, by flowery religious language and declaration. It was written during the Civil War and gave full-throated expression to the righteousness many felt about the cause of ending slavery and preserving the Union. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, that doesn't mean I have to like it, though. <laughs> Still 10 times too Jesus-y for my taste. Um, also, just like too, like, yeah, flowery is a good way of, of saying. Anyway, uh, John goes on. I feel like Obama did more than Biden has so far at extending recognition to non-believers, but I'm willing to give Joe room to grow. I also happily contributed to the Georgia runoff uh, campaigns of Reverend of Reverend Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. I definitely have more political alignment with a pastor like Warnock and uh, and kindly black church ladies than I do with churlish libertarian a holes like David Silverman, who mm -hmm. just so happen to also be atheists, right? Uh, or white supremacy minimizer and anti-Muslim bigot Sam Harris. Woo. We're, uh, we're, we're going after the big dogs here. Anyway, all the best, John. <laughs> I, you know, I feel you. There are plenty of atheists that I am not on the side of. And yeah. that is, uh, that, that's because we all get to have nuance in how we assess the universe. We yeah. don't have to see things as black and white and, uh, and, and sort of zero sum. So yeah. there you go. Zach wrote into us, uh, hey, love the show. Last few days, I've been so angry at religious people with all the pushback to Biden's executive action about LGBTQ rights. Then today, I posted on my Instagram story about the transgender military ban being lifted and Cindy McCain being censured at, by the Arizona GOP for, among other reasons, supporting gay marriage. And basically, I just said that the GOP is homophobic. I had a relative reply to me saying the party isn't homophobic and either way, it's not like LGBTQ people are even discriminated against, <laughs> you know, they're, they're fine. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, so I, Zach goes on a bisexual replied with a list of discrimination uh, slash offensive things that have been said to me, mm. including going to a therapist who was supposed to help me help make me straight being told my attraction to boys was just Satan tricking me being called gross for liking boys being told LGBTQ people should be kept away from kids. So it doesn't rub off on them. Yeah. Uh, being told LGBTQ people are destroying America and having a Mormon bishop tell me bisexuality isn't real. It's just because I'm horny and want to have sex with as many people as I want. And that if I keep being bisexual, I'll eventually get into bestiality. Wow. The old, that's a good one, man. All slippery that's, slopes. Yep. That's the old TGIA maxim. <laughs> All slippery slopes lead into a, a animal. Uh, my relative replied with all the discrimination he, a white conservative Mormon, has faced, uh, has faced, including being called homophobic and transphobic. Oh, no. Did someone call you that, you poor thing? Uh, and being called a religious freak. Uh, he was kind enough to let me know that even though he faces discrimination, too, it doesn't mean he's had a harder life. We just have quote, different battles to fight. Then he went into how conservatives are being discriminated against because they are being kicked off of Twitter. Oh, <laughs> he finished off by saying gay people were trying to take away religious people's rights and how if I want a wedding cake in Colorado, I can just go to the to a different baker. So pretty much I'm just writing to ask everyone to pray for the white Christian conservative men in their lives I know that I, as a former white conservative, uh, white Christian conservative, will never know the, all the hardships they face every day. It must be so hard to try to discriminate <laughs> against other people and not be allowed to. Oh, it's, yeah, it's the thanks, worst Zach. kind of discrimination. It really is. Uh, when, just, when, my uh, heart goes out to them. Can there be anything more painful than a white person getting told no for no apparent reason that they can see <laughs> other than just what they're doing is hurting other people? 
It's just it's just so hard. And finally, uh, M wrote in to us uh, saying, Hello, Frank and Dan. I'm an atheist living in Nigeria, a country where almost everyone is either a Christian or a Muslim, so definitely not in the majority here. I grew up in Christianity, although only my mom is Christian. My dad's an atheist, but he's never been emotionally present in our lives. So most of our upbringing has come from my mom, which I believed until about 10 months ago when I decided I had had enough for many reasons. I was listening to your most recent episode when you mentioned Christians and empathy. (laughs) (laughs) They're good at that. Uh, That really stuck out to me because I grew up being told and believing that atheists were arrogant, evil, and needed to be saved. And my dad didn't exactly serve as a contradiction for that argument. So when I found myself becoming this very, the very thing I had been taught to hate, it made me hesitant to let go of my Christian identity. It also made me question why Christians and religious people in general believe this. Upon seeing a tweet from a Christian saying atheists don't think rape is objectively bad because they have no moral code to live by, it finally made sense. One problem I've had with Christianity for a long time is how people who claim to preach at, to, to preach love and peace can be so judgmental and cruel. Hmm. I live in Nigeria, so I've seen some of the worst of Christianity. Hmm. And boy, if our reporting is anything uh, to go by, yes, yes, you have. Yeah. Uh, conflating morality with religion has been has to be one of the worst lies religion has sold people. So being able to come out of that idea and work on genuinely being good to other people has been a blessing. Anyway, I love the podcast. It's helped me not feel so alone in my atheism, and I look forward to it every week. So thanks so much, M. That's wonderful. Keep fighting the good fight out there in Nigeria, and and we we wish you the best. Let's see. Now, we don't have anyone to thank today, Franklin. No, because we're going to be doing this in a new way. We're switching things up a little bit. We're switching things up. Um, Don't get get freaked out. It's mainly a technical reason. Um, Patreon has a nice little way of keeping track of of who we've thanked and who we've sent thanks, like actual things to to thank them and all that, because that's all possible, right? Right. We we have been doing it manually, and uh, we haven't (laughs) been using... Right. Their system. And so we decided to use their system just to keep track of everything. And so it's going to be a little bit easier to thank uh, everyone once a month. And so that's what we're going to do. So, so don't, from, from don't if you if you don't hear uh, your name for, after you signed up for weeks. Patreon for a few weeks, don't panic. It'll we happen. We'll get to you. Thank you so much. If you would love to hear your name be thanked by us on this show just for the low, low price of giving us your money... <laughs> You can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com and find the little support thingy, and that'll take you to the Patreon, and then you sign up, and however, you give us however much you think we deserve. Probably yeah. give us a little bit more than you think we deserve, uh, if you can afford it. Otherwise, it, look, if you can't afford it, the thing's free. It's, yeah. we're, it's, this is just if you can afford it, uh, and, and you know you appreciate what we do. We certainly appreciate it when you give. Uh, and uh, I think we should thank one person, though. Indeed, Dan. Um, as always, we have our, our top donor, our Lord and Savior, Dennis. Hey, Dan. Hey. <laughs> um, so lately, um, I've noticed sort of a wellspring of 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 an emotion I haven't known for years coming what? up from within, Dan. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Faith. You're straight. Oh, no. <laughs> Faith. Okay. No, even, even worse, Dan. <laughs> it's even worse than Faith. that. Oh, God. Please, no. <laughs> no. Oh, but man. But apparently, some people who've just been kind of like, eh, a little casual, maybe, about their their belief system uh this pandemic has rocked them to the core maybe i'll tell you so yes what we're talking about here is a uh a pew study that came out 
and what and and sort of what they've what what they asked about was uh how your faith how how your faith has been affected by living in this pandemic yeah uh and for the most part vast majority in all of the countries that they checked said their faith faith hasn't changed that much mm. in the US uh for instance the segment of people for whom the faith hasn't changed that much is 68%. Now, that's actually smaller than mo all the other places that they checked. Hmm. Like Denmark, 97% said their faith hasn't changed much hmm. at all. Right. Uh, Sweden is similar. Anyway, uh, in the U.S., it's only 68% that hasn't changed much. 4% in the U.S. say their faith has gotten weaker, which... I feel like that's that number the, should be higher. Yeah, but that's the right direction. That's the correct when, direction. When, when, <laughs> when the systems around you are failing, right? Yeah. When, when clearly, uh, we're like, <laughs> when nature is conspiring against you, yeah. why do you believe harder? It yeah. doesn't make any sense. But it's what's happening, especially in the U.S., yeah. where 28% of people say that their faith has gotten stronger since the pandemic. Now, see, okay, I guess That's I called it double down right there. I know. I kind of presented it wrong. It's not that people who weren't believing that there's now more people believing. Correct. That's it's true. That it's that people not... who already believed are saying they believe more, more stridently. Yeah, a little, a little more strongly. Uh, so there you go. I, it's a weird thing, and I've been sort of processing what to make of that phenomenon. Hmm. Uh, and I think one of the things that we have to sort of think about is what the fuck religion does for people. Uh, and one of the things, the main things that it does is offers uh, sort of some answers, some some comfort uh, in times of great stress, in times of fear, in times of sorrow, in times of mm -hmm. uh, isolation. Uh, the church purports to offer you comfort. Now, the, that comfort uh, comes from them just lying to you, <laughs> uh, which is, seems like it should be less comforting. But, then, you know, they present it like it's the truth and everything. So that's just, I don't know, man. Well, uh, it also comes with this, like, smug sense of superiority that also, mm. yeah, that's nice, too. Right. Oh, sure. Sure. Like, you can buy into that. That's, yeah. that's it's delicious <laughs> to feel... <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, secrets Ooh, that the yeah. rest of the world is just so, and it's sad really that they don't know, but it's nice that you know it. It's uh, <laughs> quite pleasant to, to, to know this, uh, the real truth about the nature of the universe. I just think, you know, it, one way to look at it is these people are actually getting some comfort out of their religion. And I think that that's actually true mm. for a lot of people. But there's another way to look at it, which is that the religions are preying on people at their most vulnerable. They are, you know, they are, they do offer something, but they're also like, hey, the cost of this is 10% of your income or whatever, um, which is uh, not insignificant. Uh, and they, it's so, you know, it's one of those things, you and I were talking earlier about your mission mm. and uh and when you went on a mormon mission to italy yeah. and were trying to find converts mm. and what they what they told you to look for in a potential convert well yeah you so there's the missionary handbook missionary i can't remember what it, it's it's the for anybody out there who served a mission you'll remember the one it's a little we called it the white bible uh, uh -huh. and it's pocket sized right so you can put right. it actually in your shirt pocket right and it has all sort of like the rules of being a missionary and all sort of then there's like some smart tips and, and whatnot on, you know, how to be a good missionary and, and how to but, do the hard sell yeah, for the exactly. for the for the Lord. Anyway, so uh there's a list and it's like twenty some odd uh items long 
Um, and it's, it's the, the, the most effective ways of finding new converts, right? To the, yeah. to, to Mormonism. And it puts them in order from the, who are the, who are the most of the most likely people to join the church all the way down to the people who are least likely. Right. right. Um, and like the top five are like all people who have like experienced some terrible loss in their life and who are grieving. Right. And yeah. so it's like they're they're telling, at least when I was out there, they were telling us, you know, go find people who just lost a loved one. That's the yeah. best person. That's the most likely so, person to join the church. If you I mean, knock these are on some... someone's door and they're like dressed in all black with a veil <laughs> over their face, you have struck gold, my friend. <laughs> that is a gold mine. Start oh. digging, baby. Funny, Eureka. funny enough didn't work too well in italy but um well, yeah. yeah you were kind of i mean it's like a catholic trying to convert people here in salt lake you're you yeah, were in definitely the <laughs> the wrong part of the world right, exactly um but, but they um but yeah so there there's some truth to this whole thing of like that that when there's hardship when we're down that's when we need I mean, it, obviously, that's when we need comfort, right? That's yeah, when we, we need, need help, and that's when we need others. Um, we need community. We need, yeah, yeah we and, need people to rely on, and we need to to know that we're going to be okay. And if that's something that's been been lacking in your life, or you feel like it's been lacking in your life, uh, when a hard hard times come along, I'm not surprised that people are like, "Oh yeah, faith. Yeah, of course, yeah." It, I feel closer to Jesus. And it's funny because you you hear pastors, you hear church leaders all the time saying, oh, you evil people, when times are good, you don't come to church. You only come to church when it's hard. And it's like, yeah, dude, you designed it that way. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, it's, you know what I want to, I want, you know what I've just now decided the takeaway of this segment should be? What's that? We need to provide more uh, community and comfort for each other as hmm. an atheist community. We need to find good, more better ways to do that. I know that there are a lot of groups out there that are actually quite good. Uh, I The TGIA Members Only Lounge does that all the damn time. It's so fucking amazing to me. People go, people in, you know, reach out to strangers on Facebook and say, I am having a hard time. My religious dad did X, my, you know, or, you know, I, I just suffered X, a, a loss of some sort. And I see wonderful people just rallying around that person hmm. and none of its thoughts and prayers. It's all, uh, it's all like genuine concern and just, and just, uh, just support. That's nice. So we need more of that. Yeah. That's... We need something, we need something to replace the church with because fairy tales are just they're they can be comforting but yeah so it's just not it's all a lie so right. that's like you know less great right it's just less great well and and that's actually a really really great point though like and one that i hadn't really thought about in that way for quite some time probably but just this idea that like um there are obviously a lot of atheists who are alone in their atheism yeah. right a lot of our we know this from our listeners we hear this from our listeners right that they that that they don't know many other atheists or they don't know any other atheists and i it's we need yeah we we need, we need to, to create we, some kind we, of outreach because like because like i think about my in life storm. and and i i a i wouldn't turn to faith for anything at this point right. but like but like you know i've got some pretty solid atheist friends right yeah and and my husband's atheist and um and his mother is and and right. so like we've got this like really good and and all of our friends are you know right and and i just sort of realized right now how much i've grown to take that for granted you know that like yeah and yeah, it, not everybody can build that for themselves easily. Yeah, and I. But here's the thing. Here's the other thing that yeah. we have learned. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. No, I, I, I would say you know, 
for anybody out there, I think Dan has really good advice. Seek out, you know, I mean, there's one thing we can offer the members only lounge, but I would say also like email us, you know, yeah. if you've got nobody else, like good gravy, you know, you got, you got us, you got us. But here's the other thing. I promise you, even if it feels like nobody else in your area could possibly be an atheist, you're yeah. the only one in your region of Alabama. You're not. Yeah. There are more. Yeah. So seek each other out. Yeah. Uh, be a support find for ways each to, other. Find ways to support each other. Yeah. Be a port in someone else's storm uh, and, and vice versa. Uh, you know, it's all online now anyway because... Fuck, we uh, you know, we can't go out anyway. So find people who aren't in your area. Yeah, no, it's true. The support exists. Uh, Absolutely. Anyway, there you go. We don't. Uh, I'm glad to be rid of church, but it is it is sad that some people aren't getting the support that they need. So there you go. If you guys have uh, advice for people, uh, any any mm. ports yeah. that that you want to make people aware of, places for people to go to get that support. Write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Let us know about it. Or you can always call us and tell us about it with your own voice. Yeah. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. That's the first thing to do. And also on Facebook, there's the Members Only Lounge, uh, which we were just talking about. You can find it most easily by going to thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. Yeah. They'll take you right over to it. That'll take you right over there. Don't forget that we also have a good Twitter feed, Mm -hmm. at TGI Atheist. Uh, Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And a big thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you, dear friends, for tuning in. Bye-bye.